2: Welcome, everyone, and thanks so much for being on the show today. And wow, have we got an hour of power uh, right in store for you. About a year ago, I interviewed this amazing woman that had been real high up in the military, very established, uh, leading our, our country in various aspects. And she went from military to medium within a walk or experiences and sometimes tragedy in her life. And she is soaring all over the planet now. Suzanne Geisman, welcome to the show today.
3: Thank you, Temple. It's great to be back with you.
2: Well, it was so uh, wonderful just exploring your website and looking at upcoming events. Uh, you are booked all over the globe now. It's just... Um, And what's exciting for me is, um, as you know, in our last uh, talk uh, where we discussed uh, the afterlife and and individuals and spirits contacting us from other dimensions, um, you of all people bring such credibility to the forefront. Um, I, too, have experienced it personally many times, so I don't need to try to convince people that it's not so because I know it's so. Um, but you are a real change maker and i just want to honor you
3: well thank you so much and i love that you mentioned the personal experience because that's what takes people from belief to knowing and and people say to me do you really believe there's another life after this one and and i say no i don't believe and they look at me kind of funny and they and then i say i know
2: that's right you you know well, uh, I'm sure that we have a lot of uh, new listeners on online uh, discovering you for the first time. Let's do a quick walk through your story about what happened. You were on the plane uh, flying over with all the top uh, security people on the planet over nine eleven. Correct. Not all of them, Temple. I, I was the
3: the aide de camp. the the personal assistant, to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. That's the leader of the United States military. And uh, on 9-11 is the date you were talking about. And uh, we were in the last plane in the air and turned back around and flew right over Manhattan and then landed in Washington, D.C. And so seeing both of those sites with my own eyes started me asking those deep life questions. And uh, that got the ball rolling, I think.
2: And that kind of that kind of planted the seed, right, and was it shortly after that then you uh retired from the military or did you retire from the military after your personal tragedy i
3: re- I had to wait two hours two hours two years until I was retirement eligible after nine eleven you have to serve uh, twenty years and twenty years to the date I retired because I realized after that tragedy that life is too short and we we have dreams, and we're here to live them. So I lived my dream with my husband of sailing off into the sunset on our sailboat, sold the house, sold the cars, off we went. And life was idyllic until that tragedy that you spoke of, and that was the, the very tragic death of my stepdaughter, Susan, who was a sergeant in the Marine Corps, and she was struck by lightning just out of the blue, not even in a storm, when crossing the flight line at her Marine Corps air station. And then I could no longer just run away from the lessons of 9-11 about this life being short and, and, uh, and why we're here and what's it all about. And so when Susan passed, I really began asking those questions and I went to a medium to find out if Susan was still around. That was a big leap of faith for this left-brain military, this Navy commander here, you know, to go see a medium. But that woman told me things about my stepdaughter she couldn't possibly have known. There was only one way she could have known those things, and that was because Susan was whispering in her ear, and that started me down the path to mediumship temple.
2: Well, wasn't your uh, stepdaughter, wasn't she also carrying a child? Yes,
3: she was. It was a double
2: tragedy. That was that would have been our first grandchild,
3: and uh, she was six months pregnant, so we lost both of them that day. And and the greatest piece of evidence that that medium we went to brought through was that this young woman who she sensed in her presence, who had died rather suddenly in her 20s, brought with her a little baby boy who our Susan wanted to introduce to us from the other side. And uh, that, that was just a stunning bit of evidence. And... Uh, really fast forwarding here because of my research into mediumship and the several books that I wrote about it, I found out that I can connect to those who have passed as well. And so now I spend my time uh, writing about mediumship, writing about the other side and spirituality and helping others to find the comfort that I found from communicating directly with my
2: stepdaughter. Well, it's so evident that this is you know this is one of the leading conversations on the planet today of people want to know. They want to move from uh, suspicion to commitment to conviction to I really want to know that there's there's got to be more than than what we're seeing, especially often now in our world of people feeling weary, uh, they're looking for people like you to share with them and remind them that there's something much greater. Actually, it's the unity message that we teach all the time, and I'm so glad that you are now a part of the unity message, exposing yourself to the unity retreats and all the various things, because we have believed this message since the beginning of time, that this is just one incarnation that we're having right now, and it's very Eastern that we all believe this, but the impact that you're that you're making, and just the fact that you're booked for two years just on readings is a strong indicator that this is what people want to know and and hear about.
3: It is wonderful, Temple, that people are open to this. I'm so grateful that Unity Churches around the country and Unity Village are welcoming me in to share the message. Uh, I'm just one messenger, but part of the big message is that all of us can make this connection because we're all made of the same source, the same force flows through all of us. And so part of my workshops is, is teaching people that they can make that connection through meditation,
2: which is certainly nothing new to Unity folks. And for those of you that are listening across the country and the globe today, you can go on com, her website, and you can um, access all of her events. You can also go on Unity.fm and look up the radio show, The Intentional Spirit, and you can access the spelling of her name, uh, etc., Suzanne Giesman, That's G-I-E-S-E-M-A-N-N dot com.
3: So tell you know, Temple, you I can, I've made it a lot. I've made it a lot easier for folks. Temple, all they need to do is go to loveatthecenter.com.
2: dot com. It goes to the same place. Love oh, at the center. Okay. That's easy. <laughs> loveatthecenter.com. Um, dot Excellent. Okay. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your book, Messages of Hope.
3: Well, that, that tells my story, Temple, of how I made that unusual transition. It tells about 9 11 and, uh, and then sailing away and my stepdaughter's death and then how I came to know bit by bit to know, not just believe that this life is not all there is. And the big thing for me with my left brain background is the need for evidence. The, we can never prove the other. Side exists, but we can have a preponderance of the evidence, just like our justice system. And uh, that is what the spirit world gives me over and over, is evidence that they are here, things that I couldn't possibly know I link into, and uh, that kind of evidence is in my book, Messages of Hope. And... People, it's the kind of book that people buy it, and then they end up buying it for friends of theirs who are grieving because they read it. It gives them hope, just like the title says, and they say, oh, I know who needs this now. And, boy, I couldn't ask for a better endorsement.
2: No, you couldn't. I, I don't know that if, that if you and I have talked about this. We've had you at Unity Campus and Wings Bookstore. Um, we, we love your message, who you are, all that you're about. Um, as again, I, I see it so much more as the messenger that you are uh, carrying this idea of hope, but also just the credibility across the board is so powerful. And, and now you've lined up with uh, Dr. Eben Alexander, uh, the author of Proof of Heaven. And what a great pair, you know, the two of you are making uh, in the statements that you're making about the afterlife. But did I ever tell you that I have a good friend, a very Former Unity minister, actually, that has uh, that died when I was like thirty. She's been visiting me and connecting with me for uh, many, many years, over twenty years now. And uh, wow, yeah, she She comes to me. She was born on January the 11th, and um, so all these years of my life since she passed, she died early with a a brain tumor. I get one-one messages all the time. The realtor that found my house, she was born 111. One of my dearest friends I met recently was 111. The executive director I just hired on her mailbox was 111. It just goes on and on and on. But one of the things I wanted to highlight with you that happened is that I do a treasure map or vision board ever so many years in my life. And so this one year, it was just a couple of years ago, I put a couple of antique uh, Corvettes uh, that are on my dream list because I love cars, you know. And so uh, I was talking to a psychic a few months later, another friend of mine that I have immense respect for, and I know she's the real deal like you. And she said to me, she said, oh, you know, Beverly's coming through. And she wanted me to tell you that the cars that you're dreaming about uh, they're going to be coming, but they're going to be kind of a weird color. <laughs> 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 that really yeah, made me off earth. my head, you know, because I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's one thing to to see numbers and and to to feel that presence. But the fact that in this reality, I was being watched because no one knew that, you know, this woman lives in Phoenix, Arizona. She didn't know that I had put this on my vision board. It was just profound for me.
3: Oh, I love when that happens, when your eyes are open, that we're all just so interconnected with both here in this reality and, and with the other reality. And, by the way, I have a, a, a an older Corvette sitting in my garage right
2: now. <laughs> Well, if you need someone to drive it, uh, you know, who would be interested in doing just that, I'm, I'm sure we could come up with something. <laughs> um, I wanted to uh, ask, I know that one of the things, having been a grief counselor for, for you know, 22 years now in the line of work that I do uh So many people, when we look at the layers of grief, they get into the what-if and the if-onlys. And your work, when you're doing these intuitive readings for individuals that have already gone on the other side, um, is there some kind of uh, message of hope or reassurance that they they give people to just get off it, to to stop wasting their lives blaming themselves, that inevitably it would have happened? in whatever way it did, uh, speak to us about that.
3: Well, the, the interesting thing about um, my connection is that I, I have several uh, guides that give me very clear guidance, and happily, they know that I need evidence that I'm not just not making up the words that I hear, and I've had stunning evidence that I have some great helpers on the other side, and they're... Their messages are very clear that that everything really is in perfect order the, the problem is that we just can't see that from our limited perspective and I believe that when we get to the other side we see the big picture and those who come through assure us that we can't see why we're going through our challenges now but there is reason and and of course when we look back on the things that we face we see what that reason is but but the hope comes through in the form that it, just hang in there because everything has a reason.
2: And what has been your experience, Suzanne, your your meeting with someone one-on-one and um, and they have this heavy energy around the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, um, and sometimes they have chronic disease or pain around this part of their past. Uh, do they get a sense of freedom at all? Is there... Can they really believe what 's being told to them that that really depends on the individual temple because everybody
3: processes things so differently, and our beliefs really do create our reality. Some people have just created such a pattern of of slower vibrations of lower um, thoughts that Uh, actually that actually causes the sickness and so it takes a while sometimes for people to realize that they can lift themselves out of that the body takes a while to catch up with the thoughts but we can change
2: our spirit in an instant how long have you been doing this work now
3: I've been doing the readings as a medium for just four years. It happily keeps getting better and better as the connection grows stronger. But it first had it, those on the other side first had to convince me that I could do this. So every day has become an adventure of uh, just seeing how closely I can attune with those on the other side.
2: And your in your workshop, do you do? So- Types of workshops, or do you focus on teaching people that they too can be a medium?
3: I have a variety of of workshops. I don't teach mediumship itself. Um, One of them is is to show people the evidence that has come through from the other side and the messages that those on the other side have to share with us. They're all universal messages, and they, they show us how to live a better life. That's one of them. Another one is how we can make the connection ourselves. Uh, through meditation, through raising our own vibration, all kinds of techniques that we can use to have greater attunement once we realize there is another dimension over there. So I'm all about teaching the messages that come through in mediumship, sharing the evidence so people realize there is so much more and they're part of that. That's so powerful. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. It it blows me away sometimes. And and when you feel that energy in meditation, powerful is the exact word I would would use. It's an actual presence, and I know you're familiar with this. You realize that that we're just a little part of that because when that greater power flows through you, uh, it can literally knock you off a chair, and it actually has done that to me (laughs) a time or two.
2: Absolutely. And Suzanne, would you say the name of your website again? Because I want to give people an opportunity to go to that during break. Yes, it's Love at the Center,
3: all spelled out, all one word, love at the which is what all of us are.
2: Yes, everyone, I would encourage you during break to go to um, Suzanne Giesman's website and find out more about what she's doing and the great awareness that you too can expand. Uh, in your humanity that only gives us greater insight to our spirituality and all the reasons in which we can uh, pursue a greater destiny and and uh, change our belief that we can have a greater reality. I'm Temple Hayes, and you're listening to The Intentional Spirit today, seeing and being in that consciousness of truth. I want to thank all of you for your continuing support and your donations to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world, will be right back.
5: Hi, this is Ellen Devonport. The Five Principles was my first book, and here's what I've learned as an author. It's nice to sell a lot of books, but it's truly gratifying to know the book is being read, used, and studied in churches and small groups in the U.S. and beyond. And I get a real kick out of hearing that someone gave The Five Principles to friends who aren't in unity. Because The Five Principles are universal spiritual laws. They operate in everyone's life, whether they know it or not. They've been discovered and rediscovered by spiritual masters for thousands of years. God is all there is. We are expressions of God. We create our experience with the power of our thoughts. We align ourselves with the well-being of the universe through prayer and meditation. And we live the truth we know, every day, in every decision. Just five principles, they cover it all. Buy the book at unity.org.
1: What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Rev. Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at spirit at Now, here is your host, Rev. Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. I'm talking today with...
2: The incredible medium, Susan Giesman, a former high-ranking military officer, then transformed to medium. An example on many different levels of that, you can go through a, a tremendous uh, career change in your life. It's never too late for you to allow a new direction to come so that you can step into more of your divine purpose. And also, um, Suzanne is just changing lives by that reassurance that life is so much more than this one lifetime in which we measure. Suzanne, thank you again for being on the show. And I know that having watched you for these last couple of years, that people can't get enough of this information. What other forms of social media or connection are you giving out these messages?
3: Well, I have a new Facebook page that uh, is uh, growing by the day. Uh, they can just search for my name, Suzanne Geisman and uh, find me on Facebook. And it's really a wonderful way to interact with the people that like to hear these messages. Every morning I sit in meditation and, and my guides uh, speak to me and through me, and I post those messages that I that I hear, and the comments that I get back from people are, are so affirming, things like, this is exactly what I needed to hear today.
2: And people can sign up, and they they get it then uh, posted on their Facebook, right? That's right. All they have to do when they're on the page is
3: click like, the like word, and uh, then they automatically show up on their page.
2: Okay. So, for everyone, the spelling of geesman so you can go to um at dot com and find out all of that information so yeah, love at the center mm-hmm. so at the um with your connections with these uh guides, are they um ancient wisdom teachers, or do they tell you who they are, or are they always? Yeah or different or I work with a lot of high-end healers that work with guides all the time and in shamanism you know guides is everyday language so um, I like to learn as well so are these guides that came to you and said here we are and you can use us and you know like John of God in Brazil works with certain guides and entities and and they all have a name do yours have a name well, I have a
3: couple of guides that are very personal to me, and they're present when I do my readings. I know they're present because my lip will twitch in a way that I can't make it twitch. But the daily messages I get come from a, a group of guides that uh, when they first came through, I felt this masculine and feminine energy combined. It was very powerful. And I said, who are you? And they said, you may call us Sanaya. That's S-A-N-A-Y-A. And and they said, uh, we will speak as a group, um, and you will write and write and write as Sanaya. And what's really cool, Temple, is I went to my computer after I had that visit, and I searched for the name Sanaya. And it turns out it's a Sanskrit name, and it means eminent, distinguished, and of the gods. Now, how's that for a name for a group of guides? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So Sanaya has actually been giving me daily messages in meditation for almost three years now, and um, they're they're so loving these messages and so full of wisdom and definitely a greater higher consciousness than than we normally tap into. And they actually started uh, four years ago with poetry that that just flows through me when I get in that meditative state nonstop full poems in in under three minutes with perfect rhythm, perfect rhyming, and this perfect message from start to finish that shows me this is definitely coming from a higher source because I may be an author, I may be a writer, but believe me, Temple, I'm no poet. If I were to write a poem, I would have to sit down, come up with a topic, and struggle with it. But these poems just
2: flow nonstop, and and it's truly beautiful. That's incredible. Is that the one that you're talking about, the one about the race?
3: Uh, I'm not sure which one you're talking about, but I put one on um, Facebook just the other day, and it generated, gosh, close to 20 comments from people because it just spoke to them. I don't know if we have the time for me to read that on there. We do have time. Let's go. All right. Well, this is, again, if if the listeners... If listeners just realize that this came through without my thinking, and I'm just writing like a scribe, taking dictation, but here's what they said in meditation. You can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make it drink. Another's thoughts and actions are more habitual than you think. It's not your place to say what others think and do, so worry not when how they act does not agree with you. Each one is on his own short path. Each grows at his own pace. And with such perfect timing, his own lessons will he face. So worry not of others. Try not to keep control. It's only you who needs to grow as you develop your own soul. If this thought does bring you trouble, if you think all others need grow too, then you've lost focus of the lesson
2: that there's only one of you. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. I'm going to use that this coming Sunday.
6: (laughs) (laughs)
3: And and I think the reason why so many people comment on that one in particular is that we get frustrated when everybody doesn't act the way we want them to. and, And we realize that, hey, we're not here to change everybody else. We're all here for the lessons, but really there's just one mind controlling
2: all of us, helping all of us. And I can find that by going to your Facebook page? That was a few days ago on
3: Facebook. It's on there. It's on there. Um, I know now what you're talking about. You're talking about the other poem that that had the picture of the tortoise and the hare on there, right?
2: Yes, Uh uh-huh.
3: Yeah, that was a cool one,
2: too. Look upon the grass that's green. With envy you do gaze. In doing so, what's in between appears as if in haze. How often do you overlook what's right before your eyes? Your life is like an open book, yet to you the end's the prize. The race belongs not to the swift, not to the one who gets there first. Each moment is a golden gift, savored slowly, not run all in one burst. Relax, you'll get See, There's no end just here and now. To know this is to be set free so just surrender and allow. Oh, I like that one, too. These are incredible. Uh,
3: and, and what's really incredible to me is when I hear somebody read them like you are there, I sit back and I say, wow, <laughs> as if I as if never heard it before, because these come through when I'm in a trance state, and I'm not really consciously thinking at all. So I... I I don't think them up. They are given to me from spirit. There's no other way that they could flow like that nonstop I'm about things that I'm not consciously even thinking. So they're just so special. But I I rarely get the poems anymore. Uh, these days I just get beautiful messages in prose that, that carry that same energy of, of the source, and it's just a fantastic experience. So people that go on Facebook and like the page, if they like that, can uh, can hear that kind of message every day.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. That's absolutely incredible. What would you say as an intentional spirit, um, Suzanne, over the last four years, how have these experiences made a difference in your life? Oh, I was just thinking about that last night temple
3: the biggest difference for me personally is the incredible peace I feel from moment to moment no longer do my moods go up and down like the waves I used to sail on when I went sailing I'm just so calm and so peaceful because I truly know in my heart now that everything outside of me is transitory it's all temporary it's all going to change so if I'm going through a, a hard time, it's just temporary. If I'm going through a great time, I appreciate it, and I and I look forward to more of those. But it's there's no fear, there's no worry. I thoroughly enjoy every moment right now, and I'm so peaceful about it that very little ruffles me. And oh man, that's
2: just the most wonderful way to live. And how would you say this has changed tie with uh, your husband <laughs> with uh, <laughs> having <laughs> such a just beyond words. Uh, grief. I mean, they, they say that in life there's nothing more difficult than a parent losing a child. Has this been uh, a comfort to him? Uh, has he been able to adjust to the shift uh, that you made from a commanding officer to uh, a commanding officer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good one. <laughs> no core reality that you're in these days? Well, that's why I
3: laughed at first because uh, I tell people he did not sign up to marry a medium. He married a, a navy officer, and then I retired, and and um, we often have no control over these things that happen to us that make our lives change 180 degrees. And 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 for some couples, I imagine those big changes would cause them to go apart. But I believe we've we've only grown closer if that was even possible because he's definitely my soulmate. And he has been with me every step of this journey because he knows me. He knows I can't make up this stuff. He knows I can't lie. He knows that this is very real. I know he's very proud of of the way that I'm helping to to, to keep Susan alive in our lives by sharing the messages that come through because she lives here. And that is a huge message I have for everybody that suffers a tremendous loss is... Those people brought more love into your lives, so celebrate that. And now, how can you bring more love into others' lives because they were here? And and I know that Ty finds great purpose in that. Certainly, we're, we're sad that we've lost Susan's physical presence, but we both know now, because of the changes that have happened, that she's very much with us.
2: I know that, uh, Suzanne, we're reaching many of uh, a very wide uh, audience of, of listeners, uh, some people that are learning about how uh, credible you are for the first time. Other people are kind of in this question themselves, would I be able to do something you know, like this, and giving them courage to kind of pursue or to see if the guidance comes in their lives to lead us towards such things. But when you first started, uh, did you go through uh, any sense of being uncomfortable or afraid of what people would think of you? I mean, you went from being so known in one genre, which is very left brain and very structured. And I was in the military in the Signal Corps, so I'm familiar enough. I didn't have the officer life, but I I get it, you know, the overview of, of what that's like. Did you have some um, challenges or, or moments where people thought, wow, you know, she she bumped her head and never came back?
3: Um, my discomfort came right after I studied mediumship in England with some of the best evidential mediums. And that's where I really came to know this is real and I can do this. And this was very early on for me back in uh, 2009 um when I first started practicing giving readings, I came home from England literally whispering to myself, I am a medium, to get used to the words, to get used to the thoughts, and and I was afraid to say it to other people, but the more I gave these practice readings and the evidence came through and I saw the healing that it brought to people, I got to the point where now I can stand up on a rooftop and shout, I am a medium! But I don't do that, Temple, because so many people are still stuck in this worldview that says that's strange, that's unusual. Some people even say that's wrong based on their, what they were told from other people. So I'm very careful that I don't talk about it with, socially with people that I just met, only because I don't want to make them uncomfortable. I am very comfortable with what I do now and have had actually very little uh, conflict conflict from
2: others about the work, which is wonderful. It is wonderful. It absolutely is. I'd like to see a television show with your leading people through it. I would imagine that we're going to see that at some point, right? <laughs>
3: well, we've, that's that's on my vision board, Temple. Uh, there was a documentary which we showed in your church, which was a great time, Um about the transition that I've made, and that producer has actually filmed the first two episodes of a TV show, but uh, we're waiting to see if there's interest in that from any of the networks out there. But in the meantime, for me, truly, it's not about fame uh, or personal advancement. I just want to get the message out there to people. That's my passion. That's how I honor Susan's presence here, um, by helping people to know that this life is not all there is, and
2: who and what we are here and now and forevermore. That's what it's all about. Exactly. Well, you're doing a a fine and fantastic job of that. I would like to talk a little bit more about some aspects of of the book and the documentary when we come back right after break. I want to remind everyone that you can go to campus.org, and find out more about what we're doing and our phenomenal uh, community and all the various classes and courses that we have and live streaming our our messages. Uh, Thank all of you for your continued support in the intentional spirit. We'll be right back after this short break.
4: Who are we? Who is God? And what is our life's purpose? Author and minister, Olgen Holder, found his answers the hard way. Through inner turmoil and doubt, with candor and humor, he shares why it's good to doubt, even if you're a minister, in Rants to Revelations, new from Unity Books. Simply put,
1: to doubt myself is to doubt God. If I embrace God as the very operating principles of the universe... The connecting space between us, the fabric of existence, and that I am the physical embodiment of all that, then how could there be room for doubt in myself? My salvation lies in the following premise doubt is the beginning of faith.
4: Read more from Rants to Revelations and order your copy today. Visit rants2revs.com.
1: We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Rev. Temple Hayes.
2: Welcome, everyone, and I want to remind you that you can go to Suzanne Giesman's website, loveatthecenter.com. Loveatthecenter.com. You can follow her on social media. You can continue to read these amazing poems, uh, that she is downloading from um, <laughs> her guides. It's just my laughter is just the joy of, of <laughs> uh, seeing these uh, multi dimensions. Uh, I remember of uh, Suzanne and going to my first unity community when I was twenty, and we had uh, different people come in and talk about uh, life beyond and other realities and stuff and. That was just in the up and coming that when people in the Western world were having these conversations, and here we are many, many years later, with people like yourself and Dr. Evan uh, Alexander that have such credible uh, people that aspire to be like you and and honor you uh, when you first started having uh, these connections and you went from as I would say, very left-brain oriented in a certain way and, and being in control in a structured environment to a place of, wow, this feels a little bit airy-fairy. Uh, what were some of the uh, things that were evident to you rather than, oh, I'm getting a sense about somebody or, oh, my grandmother sent me the butterfly? I mean, I think we all do those kind of things. What really talked you over to say, Okay, this cannot be denied.
3: Oh, it''s, it's I, I love that you use the word "airy fairy" because that's what I'll use in private talking to people, and you went right out on the airways and said it, but <laughs> it's the airy fairy messages that are beautiful, but any skeptic would say, "Oh, well, that medium could be making that up." So for my left brain side, when, when those on the other side get through evidence about their life that's what I love. So evidence to me is how old were they when they died? What kind of work did they used to do? What were they like? Uh, what did they die of uh, if they were in an accident? What caused the accident? If they're apologizing, what are they apologizing for? That kind of evidence, when that comes through, you can't deny that the medium is not making that up. And um For me, the very first bit of evidence when I first realized I was tapping into something was to hear a a spirit's nickname on the other side. I all of a sudden heard twinkle toes and saw a pair of black patent leather shoes. And the the woman that was in the class that I was uh, speaking to said that her father was a ballroom dancer and he they used to call him Twinkle Toes. That was just the start for me. Now I have lists and lists and lists of evidence. In fact, after every reading I give, I jot down the real wows that come through just to, to keep me going, to know that this is this is awesome, sacred work because that's what changes people's minds
2: and hearts. And what are some of the responses that you get from people that are so much craving or longing to hear from their loved ones. What are what are some of their responses? Do they immediately get it or is it is it too shocking for them to grasp or it it runs the whole gamut temple. Some people are just
3: stunned. They're they're so flustered. I have to tell them to drive carefully when they leave the reading, because they, they just get in this zone they keep, it, it has shifted their whole worldview, and then a day or two later I, I send them a tape recording immediately by email of the session, and they go home, they listen to it, they process it, and then i 'll get an email that just says that was so amazing when my my husband on the other side told you this and that and and those things that you couldn 't possibly know. I now know that he's still here with me. And that is the whole point of mediumship. That's it in a nutshell, to show the continuity of consciousness. And it's the evidence that does that for those who have a hard time believing the airy-fairy
2: messages. Now, do you go back with a follow-up like six months or a year down the road? Do you actually get feedback that people will say, you know, Before, my life was this, and then I was able to connect with you, and now my life looks like that. Are you getting any kind of measurement or statistics or anything on that? That would be interesting to know.
3: I don't have statistics, and I don't go back, but I do get emails all the time. I have one woman who sent her friend to me because her friend was grieving so badly about the loss of her partner, and that woman's partner came through so beautifully in the reading with. Beautiful evidence that she was still around. And um, uh, later, the friend who sent her to me said that that woman is doing so much better now. Her grief lifted almost instantly after the reading. The woman was in therapy for grief and she just stopped the therapy. She didn't need it anymore because her partner came through in the reading and said, hey, get over it. I'm still here. And, and she heard her loud and clear, which is so beautiful to me that uh, that's what it's all about to, to get those that evidence. Uh, the, I mean, just one little bit of evidence from that one about her partner showed how how she had this thing about clean sheets. She had to have the sheets changed every day. And her friend had done that for her. I mean, what a little thing that Any other person might think was insignificant, but I didn't know the woman was caring for her friend. I didn't know that she had this thing about the clean seats, and that's just one little bit of
2: evidence that that just turned that woman's life around. Wow, in shamanism we would call that, uh, you know, the essence of soul retrieval, that the imprints, the images, the conversations, and the words that you're bringing in Uh, retrieves uh, that person's energetic being again uh, Mm -hmm. and brings them back that energy that that they've lost. We know that we don't lose our soul, but our soul becomes fragmented. I have those experiences when I work with people with soul retrieval and there's uh, times that they've had loss and often they are views of funerals or memorials uh, at certain ages within a person's life. That their, their their energy and their vibrancy has lessened lessened because of that event. So that's exactly what I'm I'm seeing and being with you in this is seeing how these conversations are just lifting people and putting that energy back into their essence. That's wonderful. Good for you. It
3: is. It is wonderful. And and at one point I want to make, Temple, is that some skeptics might say, "Well, you're just reading your client's mind. You're reading their energy." That would be psychic work, reading the energy at this level. Mediumship is is tuning into those at a higher level, higher consciousness, those who have passed to the other side. And I so often get evidence that shows it's not telepathy. I'm not reading my client's mind because those on the other side tell me things my clients don't even know. And I'll give you an example of that. Giving a reading to a woman I brought through her father, he showed me that he really had a wonderful relationship with his wife, my client's mother. And he'd started talking to me about Greeley, Greeley, Colorado. And I knew that my client was in Colorado because of the area code on the phone. And I said, are you in Greeley? Why is your dad talking about Greeley? She said, I don't have any idea. I'm not in Greeley. The next day, Temple, he emailed me and said, my mom was in Greeley at a dog show all day. I had no idea. And that's the great part. She didn't have any idea, but her soulmate on the other side knew all about it because they know what's going on in our lives. They're still with us.
2: Wow. Well, Suzanne, it's very evident that we could listen to you all day. And I would advise (laughs) all of you that are wanting more to go to com and stay caught up with Suzanne and the incredible work. Believe me, we're all going to hear more and more about her in this lifetime. Thank you for the pleasure and the privilege of having you on the show today, Suzanne. Thank you so much. Thank you, Temple. It, it's an honor. I appreciate right. so much what you're doing. Thank you. Blessings.
1: Thank you for tuning into The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org.
0: Celebrated Unity minister and author Eric Butterworth tells us, The exciting thing is that wherever you may be along the way of unfoldment and self-realization, no matter what the problems or challenges you may face, there is always more in you, the mystery of God in you, the Christ in you, which means your potential for healing, for overcoming, for prosperity. There is no limit. Join us each week for Discovering Eric Butterworth, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Central Time with host Rev. Tom Thorpe. Right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. In on
3: earth,
6: Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace.
4: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Do you sometimes feel as though the door to happiness has closed and there's no other door in sight? In her book, Ask Yourself This, Unity Minister Wendy Craig Purcell reminds us that
6: everything happens for a reason. We've all experienced situations which felt like anything but good. We may have lost our job or gone through a divorce or experienced some other dark night of the soul. Yet those very experiences, when met spiritually, can lead us to a much greater good. The lost job can be what finally motivates us to discover the work that truly feeds our soul. The ending of a marriage can trigger us to do the emotional healing and personal growth work we've been avoiding for years. Every one of us can look back at negative or painful experiences in our lives and say that they turned out to be the best, worst things that ever happened to us.
4: For more insight from Wendy Craig Purcell, read Ask Yourself This from Unity House Books. If you're focused on getting the right answers... Ask Yourself This emphasizes the importance of asking the right questions. Order your copy today at www.unity.org.
0: Guidance and direction are bubbling up from your soul all the time, even at night. But do you hear your soul when it calls? Do you recognize it? Do you trust it? Can you trust it? How can you be certain you are hearing the voice of your precious soul? Janet Connor teaches five wisdom habits that help you hear your soul, recognize and trust its guidance, and begin to take action to create a truly beautiful life. Learn the wisdom habit of divine dialogue in Writing Down Your Soul. How to Live a Life of Integrity. In Soul Vows And discover your soul's unique purpose In Check the Box If you long to create a soul-directed life Visit JanetConner.com And explore all five courses In her signature series Your Soul Wants Five Things
4: Amazon.com or your favorite bookseller. Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, Tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific. Only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world.
6: Inspiration only takes a moment. We invite you to consider these words from Unity author Charles Roth. Live deeply in the present moment. If you are going to work on the premise that real energy, real excitement, that feeling of being fully and enthusiastically alive comes from a source within you, then it follows that you have to spend some time getting acquainted, being at home in those far reaches of inner space. Peace is power, for out of stillness, strength is born, and out of inner harmony, productivity flourishes. Rest in that inner peace.
4: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity.
0: Are you tired of life slamming the door in your face? get another rejection letter pink slip foreclosure notice or go on yet another bad date does it seem like the older you get the more hopeless life seems are you ready to stop taking no as your final answer then join us for design your life a talk show by kevin Catrell ross the coach's coach go into the locker room for one full hour with the championship coach every week and start designing your winning playbook that will make the rest of your life the best of your life. That's Design Your Life with Kevin Catrell Ross, The Coach's Coach, Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In jest, there is truth. Shakespeare made the line famous.
5: And at Holy Rascals,
0: we've taken it to heart. Join us at HolyRascals.com, a spiritual education resource and community of spiritual boundary crossers who are on a truth-seeking journey that doesn't shy away from humor and frank conversations. HolyRascals.com offers cutting-edge webinars, short online videos, and podcasts. Our featured teachers are inclusive, radical, and often funny people who embrace the common heart of all religions. Find us on Facebook or check out our upcoming programs at www.HolyRascals.com.